The prophet Isaiah speaks of pastoral peace in metaphorical language. He talks about salvation. He talks about Jesus Christ. He talks about how God will care for us in the church, on earth, and in heaven. That God will make everything right. A land of material prosperity. No more will you weep. You who dwell in Jerusalem. The church. Jerusalem is the image of the church. Those who dwell in Jerusalem are those who love the church. Members of the church. On earth, in purgatory, and in heaven. The Lord God will be gracious to you when you cry out. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. We do that when we pray. But, but, and we also do it when we go to confession. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Go in peace and sin no more. He hears you as soon as you tell him. And you know, the priest has a duty to, to hear your confession whenever you ask for it. If, of course, if it's a, it has to be a proper time to ask for it because you can't ask for it right now because I'm saying Mass. But if the priest can, he must. Because this is the fulfillment of the prophecy of Isaiah. When, when we call, you answer. When, when, when you will call out, he will answer you. The Lord will answer you. The priest is in the person of Christ when he administers the sacraments. And when you ask for communion, also the church says, If anybody comes to the church and asks for communion and they're properly disposed, the priest has to give them communion, even if it's not Mass. Did you know that? I bet you didn't know that. You don't have to come to Mass in order to receive communion. The priest has a duty to give you communion. Why? Because he will be gracious to you when you cry out. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. That's the fulfillment of this prophecy. Everywhere in the world, until the end of time, wherever there's a priest, wherever Mass is said, you will be fed by God. You will be listened to by God. And he will answer you. And just to make it clearer, he says, the Lord will give you the bread you need. I am the true bread from heaven, Jesus said. John 6. He fulfills this prophecy perfectly. That I am the true bread. See, this is a metaphor because he, he's using, the prophet is using bread to talk about life. It's the comparison of life. He will give you life, life that will never end. The bread, he will sustain you. You will not die. Bread is a, is a metaphor for sustenance. It's greater than bread what he gives you. He gives you yourself for himself. He gives you himself. He gives you love. By giving you you, he gives you himself. (laughs) So that you might give yourself to him. This is the bread that he, and the water for which you thirst. Which is him, his life. 
He, the prophet Isaiah says that God will make everything right, a life of material prosperity and moral guidance. God will feed you himself. He himself will make you see. He, will fe- he himself will feed you, and he, what he gives you to eat is himself. He gives you his life to eat. He himself will make you see, and he will tell you where to go. It's good to remember these things as we prepare for Christmas, the coming of Christ into the world. Isaiah is the perfect preparation for Christmas. You should read Isaiah. If you've never read any of the prophets, pick up Isaiah this week. Read it. You can read it in a week very easy if you break it up. I bet you half hour a day you read the whole thing in a week. Very easy. It's very long. It's like 60 chapters. But, but you can do it very easily in a week. That prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled in the church militant. We see it, as I told you, in the sacramental dispensation of the church. God has given us the deposit of faith, which is well expounded in the catechism of the Catholic Church, so that no longer will your teacher hide himself from you, but with your own eyes you shall see your teacher. A voice shall sound in your ears. This is the way. Walk in it. That's called spiritual direction by our holy pastors and, and by holy men and women whom you, who, who are following the Lord in the sacramental life of the church. They can guide you well in the way of the Lord in your particular circumstance. You receive the sacraments. You listen to the word of God. You pray, and, and, and it, thereby you fulfill, you are the fulfillment of the Isaiah prophecy. Streams of, of running water. There will be streams of running water upon every high mountain. And lofty hill. The high mountain in the in the scripture is very clear. That's the place the place of worship. That's where the that's where the pagans had their, their they worshipped their false god, and that's where we put the it's the image of the holy altar of God is the image of Calvary, Mount Calvary, where God is worshipped truly, not by the vain efforts of men, but where God. Worships God. Well, God does the worship for us. Calvary is God worshiping God. God offers himself to God in the person of Christ. And we join in that offering. So that there's a stream of running water. So life and and purity and every good thing comes from the union between heaven and earth in Christ. God and man in the person of the eternal Son of the Father. It's the high mountain is the place of the altar of God. In the old Mass, the Mass would say, In altare dei adeum quiletificat juventutem meam. I go up, in troibo. I go up to the altar, to the mountain of God, to God's altar. The God who gives joy to my youth. That's the Mass. 
It's a spring of living water which will well up within you, Christ says. He who comes to me, he will have a spring of welling water. Which He will have a spring within him which will well up. He won't have to, thir- he won't have to drink anymore. He will thirst no more, he said to the Samaritan woman who had had seven husbands. And the one she was with was not her husband. <laughs> and she went back and told the town that he, he, he said, he told her everything, her whole life. And the town converted because of her testimony. Because God had given her life. He had, he had, she was dead. And he brought her back. And then, this image is very helpful. There are many images here. The, the last image I want to um, point out is that the light of the moon will be like that of the sun. And the light of the sun will be seven times greater, like the light of seven days. The, the, it, the sun is a metaphor for Christ, and the moon is a metaphor for Our Lady. You see, the, the hyperdulia of the Catholic is greater than the dulia of the Protestant, a, 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 greater than the latria of the Protestant. This is the way you say it in theological terms. Hyperdulia is the veneration, which dulia is veneration of the saints. The holy ones, because God is holy and they're close to the holy one, we venerate them and we receive his holiness through them because they're, connect, because they're with him. They have his light by, by being united with him in heaven. That's dulia. Well, hyperdulia is the greatest type of veneration that we have for the saints and that's reserved only for Mary. But latria is worship, cult. We offer the sacrifice only to God. We offer our life only to God. Through Mary, through the saints, through the holy ones, in communion with the saints. Where they are, we hope to be. United totally to Him. So I say the... the, See, to the Protestant... We appear to worship Mary. Why? Because they don't know how to worship God. We, because we give Mary more than they give God. Because we give God the Mass. They give God nothing. It's like the pagans on the, on the, on the, on the, on the offering sacrifice. The only way you can give God something is if God gives it to God. It's Calvary. That's why we need the crucifix. That's why we need the priest. That's why we need the mass. Because, because, so that's why they're confused about us. Because we give Mary more than they give God. <laughs> and we give God ten to, a thousand times more than they give him because we give him the mass. We give him himself. It's the priest is not the priest. Well, the priest is the priest. And the priest is Jesus Christ. The priest is in persona Christi at the mass. It's me, but it's not me. It's both. It's him, similar to the baptized man. You are called Christ. Christian means Christ. It means the anointed one from heaven. You who were made by God, you are made into God by the power of God. You believe that, you believe in the Mass. So the poor Protestant is confused. He doesn't know how to pray to God. He doesn't know how to let God pray to God. Notice the greatest thing we do is not what I, it's when I read what the church does. 
That's why I like to do it. That's why it's better in Latin. Oc est enim corpus meum. Because it's not my words. I'm not inventing it. Oh, we should ask Monsignor from just do the consecration from now on in Latin. Do the whole thing in Latin. You already know what it means. You can read it in your book. <laughs> so we can let God do the Mass. And it's better when the priest faces the altar, not faces you. Do you think I'm talking to you? I'm not talking to you when I get over there. That's why I wish I could. Oh, now they didn't put the flowers. I could do it. I could do it. If I didn't have those candles there, I would do it in a minute. I would put them over there. I don't want it. too much movement right now. But oh, I would do it in a minute. That's the proper way. Because it's God's work. And what, did he, what did the prophet say? He's talking about that. He says, the light of the sun will, will be seven times greater. The light of seven days. The moon will be like the sun. So when you look at Mary, you will think of God. And when you get close to Mary, you get close to God. You touch Mary, you touch God, because she's the mother of God. She's like the sun, and the Protestant can't, can't understand it, because he doesn't know that the sun is seven times greater. That the, that the, that the, that the light of the, that the, that, well, every dinky town in the world has a church on the highest place of the world. I mean, look at St. Leo's. The best block in the whole city, you know, with the best buildings, you know, it's a marvel, you know. I mean, it's, I mean, people were very generous and they made this, you know. I mean, even the block, even the, even the civic square, I think this is better. Well, no, they have a big park. But as far as the building, this is the best building. <laughs> and it's on the highest part of this type, part of the city, notice. Yeah, they're down below. You go down, you got to walk down to the city hall. That's good, you know. You got to walk up to God. <laughs> you come up the hill to, to see God. The Protestant church is down below. <laughs> as it should be. Because they don't know how to worship. Because man, it, it's not man who does the work of God. It's God who does the work of God. And that's the Mass. This is my body. This is my blood. And for that, you need the consecration of God. You need the, the bishop consecrated, the, the apostle consecrated by Christ. What did Christ do? Let's not finish without speaking of Christ. It's explicitly what he said. He said to the, to the twelve... The twelve disciples, he gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive, drive them out and to cure every disease and illness. He gave the power of God to men. Those whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. This is my body, this is my blood. Do this in memory of me. <laughs>